Hey, Stacy. Hey, Kathy. Are we GHing? Yes. Yes, yes, please. Woohoo! We are still in season 60. When does season 60 end? I mean, I mean it's it the whole like year, long, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, episodes 192 through 196. I think we almost got a full week of episodes. It's been a long time. We had some back and forth about spoilers, but we're going medium. Medium spoilers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with our dear friend Ned, who is now not Ned, but Eddie Maine, spelled like the state, M-A-I-N-E. <laughs> and it started out with him just being a total jerk, like a major dick to everybody. And they said, well, that's part of his memory loss. But I just, whatever, I wrote down Eddie Maine's a dick. But he basically t- tells everybody that he is not Ned and gets very violent about it. Well, not violent, but just like belligerent. Yeah. And unfortunately, the first tragic interaction is with poor Leo, who sneaks in to say hi to his dad. And the guy's like, hey, I'm not your dad. Unfortunately, we don't necessarily get Leo's reaction. Leo seems to be mysteriously taken care of by who? I don't know. Tracy. Tracy Tracy took him for a minute, right? Well. And then Sonny talked to him? I don't know. Like, did they just send him back home? I don't know. Because basically, Olivia and Brooklyn and Chase and Tracy are hanging out in the hospital trying to figure out what to do. But they have changed clothes. So it's multiple days. Oh, okay. Good, Good eyes. I did not catch that. But essentially, Kevin Collins goes in to analyze what's happening in Ned's brain and comes out and basically says, hey, I'm sorry, but he firmly believes he is Eddie Main. And so effectively, he is Eddie Main. And any information to the contrary is really not going to hit his brain. Meanwhile, Tracy's having her usual response of, I'm just going to go slap some sense into him. Olivia's freaking out and spiraling. And Brooklyn, I think, is the most sensible of them and just wants to talk to her dad. And they bond a little bit, right? Over performance. Over performing until he's like, I need you to break me out. Yeah. And so she comes out and says, hey, he wants a one-way ticket to Vegas. And then Tracy goes to bust in there and go, oh, no, no. And then find out Eddie's gone. So that's how it ends. But essentially, he thinks he's Eddie Main. Who's not a real person. It's not even a name he went by. It's it's his yeah, stage it's, name only. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I'm curious. Like, I do feel bad for Leo. I would like to track that story a little bit if they could, just because... Who knows what's going to be the trigger to bring him back? I, I, well, maybe at the end, we'll see how that goes. Cause he walks in during one of our other stories that we'll talk about. But, uh, Kevin's like, Brooklyn says it to begin with. I can't imagine why he'd want to escape this family. And then <laughs> Olivia and Tracy just get into this heated shouting match in the lobby and Kevin's like, 
So I think we can see why he's escaping <laughs> into a fantasy. Yeah, and he also provides a more more context, Eddie Maine. He basically says, hey, I wouldn't want to be a corporate stooge. Like, that's a lot of stress. Yeah, so, and he says to Brooklyn, I don't think you would either. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I like this story, bizarrely. It it was as 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 silly as it started with a trip on a towel it has a lot of genuine serious repercussions to it especially in like you said the the sec story which we'll get to but and we'll get into this in musings but what is it with that spot at the pool (laughs) i know i mean (laughs) it's cursed it's cursed never sit stand or walk by that place Uh, Okay, well, let's move on. I, of course, want to talk about the evil Gladys. It starts with this scene, and I don't remember which episode it was, but Sam and Cody are trying to talk through the logistics because Cody needs a solution to this, and he's really worried about Sasha. Sam calls out Spinelli, and it immediately is like, no, never, 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 never. Basically, he agrees to work with Cody only for Sasha's sake. And they come up with a plan. And then Cody calls Gladys on speaker and is like, we should meet up. And she's like, no. He's like, okay, then I'll just go to the police with the evidence I've got. She's like, what? And this is a little bit where the story breaks down for me because they go, they meet her at the pool where she is day drinking. And Cody's like, oh, it's before, before noon. Okay. Breakfast of champions. And Sam is sitting at a table and she's got a directional mic in a magazine. And then Spinelli is there with Cody and they're confronting Gladys with, you need to come clean. You need to drop the charges. She's like, why would I do that? She's like, well. And they basically say that Spinelli hacked her fitness app and can pinpoint her location. Kathy was, she... (laughs) Weird pauses in my voice here, but Kathy was watching with me and she was like, why is Gladys being weirdly smart right now? (laughs) It was like, Gladys basically says, if you really had this evidence on me, you would go to the Port Charles police. And that's what they threatened to do. But then she's like, also, I didn't have my phone with me, so I don't believe you. Yeah, she basically calls their bluff. But more importantly, they have a cockamamie plan. This wasn't really even a plan. It was a bluff that they were going to see if they could bluff their way into freaking her out. And I wish they would have let us in on it just a little bit. Yeah. She's like, you're made up words. And I was like, those are technical terms. (laughs) Yeah, because the most important factor here is Spinelli. Spinelli is not a bluffer. He's a technical wizard. So why call in Spinelli and not use his skill? Why go with the bluff entirely? And I think the answer to that question is at the very, very end, when Spinelli starts to wonder why Cody and Gladys were, and I'm sure you'll get to it. Well, yeah, well, even during... She's like, we both have something to lose. And Spinelli's like, I would like to know more about this. Yes. 
And then Ms. Wu comes in. Oh, Christina comes in first and just starts talking loudly to Sam, is not taking any cues whatsoever. And Sam's like, go downstairs and get a panini. And then finally, Sam's like, let's go outside. We'll go together. And she leaves her magazine there. Meanwhile, the busboy or the pool guy or whatever his job is. Pool boy. He picks up the uh, magazine, the directional mic falls out, and Selena Wu steps on it. I mean, not like smashes it, but she's like, hmm, what is this? Why are you guys fighting? How can I help? And then she's like, nope, we're going to solve this right now. Go sit down. And they both just follow like scolded children and Spinelli's like, what is happening? Uh And then she's like, I don't know what your deal is, why you're involved with this, but you're no longer part of this conversation and you don't want to make an enemy of me. And then she throws his mic in the pool. Then we see Spinelli walk outside to Sam's table soaking wet. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry. Did nobody see him? They were sitting right at the pool. Like what? He He's a sly dog, Stace. I mean, and why did you have to 100% go in? It's not that big of a pool. Get one of those bug scoopers. I'm just saying. Whatever. Bug scoopers for a bug. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what the history is with Christina and Spinelli, but she's like, did somebody else push, push you into a pool? He's like, we swore never to speak of that. I don't remember that, but that sounds intriguing. Meanwhile, Selena Wu basically turns to them and says... You both are stupid. I can't have this going on anymore. Gladys, you're going to retract your testimony. And Cody, you're going to stop fucking around with my interests. And they both were like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But more importantly, more importantly, Gladys says, I don't have your money. And Ms. Wu's like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, there's interest. She's been threatening her this entire time. Oh, yes. So afterwards... She gives her like this, yes, and I think she says that because she still then can blackmail her to get info on Sonny, right? Everybody wants info on Sonny. On Pikeman, I think. Well, But then the the gambling psychologist comes up. He overhears her conversation. And he's like, I can help you with your financial worries in exchange for a favor. Yeah, but I want something in return. So seriously, that guy is skeezy. Creepy. Skeezy. Yeah. Ugh. And in charge so, of Sasha's mental state and her guardianship? What the fuck? So other than the cockamamie bluff plan, I loved this story. I was I was in it. I liked the fact that Sam is out of suspect right now from Ms. Wu like she wasn't there so Ms. Wu can't like connect the mic to Sam but that Sam is now suspicious of what really is going on with Cody and Gladys yeah so Sam and Spinelli are gonna figure it out because they are smarter than the others yeah I love it I love the whole PI thing I hope they keep that up I love the fact when she says to Christina you know what the P and stands for (laughs) tell me say it private It was good. It was good. I like having Spinelli around. I do too. A lot. 
this was a good week. I will like last week we did nothing but rant about it. This week, quality stuff. And we made the comparison that there was a lot of exposition this week, but it was interesting and relevant. Yeah, very much so. I enjoyed every minute of it. And the last storyline we have is, of course, poor Drew. And really, it's just a, I mean, he does what he says he's going to do. And he cuts a deal with Zeke and says, hey, I'm going to turn myself in. Carly will be fine. And I'll do a few months in prison. And that'll be that. And the minute goes, they went into a courtroom, though, I knew it wasn't going to, I knew it was going to be worse. You knew? I did not know. Oh, I knew instantly. See, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm just like a naive little puppy compared to you. So, but they went so like all of the judge was all over the place. That was ridiculous. Like I knew it was going to be worse. The judge was going to be like, that's not nearly enough. But then he's like, maximum sentencing, 20 years in Pentonville. What? Come on. You know who's in Pentonville is Cyrus Renault. So I'm looking forward to some library scenes. <gasps> but beyond that, so he goes, like, before he even gets to the courtroom, he goes to Sam and Dante's and is basically, like, explaining. And Sam gets pissed. And I thought that was very appropriate. And basically Sam's like, who do you think you are to do this to your daughter to save Carly? Like it was pretty. Yeah. She was like, your daughter was a baby before, but she knows who you are now. This is not okay. Yeah. So that was sad. And so they still haven't told Scout. and then they go. Oh, into because the they were going to remand it immediately. Remand him immediately into custody. And they're like, um, Zeke was like, mm, justice without mercy is not acceptable yeah so basically like they go in there everything's great they have this deal michael looks great in his suit which we'll get to in fashion first and the judge like judge kim basically says hey i don't agree with what the u.s attorneys decided on i think you should be punished for what you did and i'm gonna you know remand you to the maximum sentence and that's there's nothing you can do about it and do you think because Martin is back and he keeps talking to Nina, do you think like he's trying to make it more of a big deal? Be- like, is he in Kim's head somehow? Like somehow if this is settled without oh, getting feds involved. Oh, wow. You're so devious. But I don't it. know if that's true or not. But like, you know, there can't be an, I mean, I guess there can be right. Like negotiating it down we'll give you less of a sentence if you give us sunny or maybe let's make it a big enough sentence that like why would we do anything for you i don't know but martin was suddenly back yeah no definitely a deal is going to get struck here like he's not going to be in pentonville for long i don't think but essentially the judge gives him a sentence and carly protests and zeke does some pretty good lawyering and ends up with He's still going to go to Pentonville, but it's a shorter sentence. I can't remember. Yeah, and three years instead of 20. And he gets seven days to say goodbye to everybody, which is great. And that's pretty much 
that story except for the fact oh. that towards the end drew like says hey i'm gonna sell aurora media to pay your fine and that's ridiculous that's yeah. ridiculous carly has her own money and you know sunny would give her money what what are you doing what i thought they were going to do is carly was going to be acting ceo oh of aurora oh. media i thought that would have been better fascinating yeah well that could still carly's happen. not doing anything yeah and then and she'd then- be nina's boss Okay, and speaking of Nina... Nina's boss. Nina's boss. Sorry. (laughs) Which would be awesome. But speaking of Nina, which let's not... Let's go back to what you're saying because now I'm getting very excited about it. But there's a little throwaway scene at the end when Michael comes back to the Savoy to tell Sunny and Nina and Joss and Dex like what's going on with poor Drew and Nina like freaks out and then Ava calls Nina like a gossipy girl. I know. Did you hear? And Nina's like... You know, I feel a tiny bit sad for Carly. I was like, oh, we didn't watch that one together. I was like, Kathy is losing her mind right now. A tiny bit. And then she says it again, just a tiny bit. <laughs> and then we see at the end, Ned walks in. Because Ned goes missing and he walks in and he hears Nina talking. And I think that's going to trigger him. Okay, I totally missed that. Oh, so, yeah. At the yeah. end, she's in there. Ned walks into the Savoy because he's trying to be Eddie Main. Get out. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm excited for next week. And he like, he like laser focused on her conversation, like laser focused, even though her back was to him. But you know, Nina has like, <laughs> Nina, the character has no acting skills, not the woman who plays Nina. She's fantastic. But so, you know, the minute she sees Ned, she's going to be all awkward. <laughs> You're so right. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of musings that we want to get to, but before we do, it's fashion. time for fashion first. I really liked, this is how I knew that they changed clothes, uh, Olivia's tank top that she was wearing on Friday's episode. It was like burgundy. It had like detailing. Wasn't too fancy. It was lovely. Yeah. Excellent. I had a crush on Tracy's coat, mm-hmm. the gray one that went down to her knees. It was like a static gray and i loved the cut loved it i loved michael's suit it's just nice to see him not in that really dirty looking henley that he's been wearing so maybe it's just that just the contrast i just felt like also the colors were nice uh perp like it was almost like a burgundy with a red tie i don't know it's not my normal like i would love that suit but it it did look good it was a good style for him so i liked molly's shirt that she was wearing to the consultation with dr navarro until she stood up and it came to the bottom of her ribs like a teenage shirt just seemed out of character for her to be wearing that i know she's very tall and small no it was totally unaped it was not molly that was not molly yeah, Molly is always wearing like conservative business or business casual clothes. Yeah. But I loved it. It just it just needed to come a little bit further down. I did not love it. I'm sorry. I do not like it. I, I liked it if it wasn't short. I did not like Christina's shirt. I think we oh, agree on that, that one was too. Worse. That, it was bizarre. It was boxy and like gunmetal gray and weirdly cropped like it looked like a workman's shirt that had been cut off yeah like she was on a prison gang and had those were the pajamas they assigned you 
something was wrong with that. But um, I did love Sam's hat. Um, that woman that plays Sam. Oh, yes. At the pool. Woman. That was her like, she's doing detective work in jeans at the pool. So she puts on a sun hat. Super cute. Yeah, I loved it. And Trina's tank top was super cute when she uh, went to see Curtis. Mm-hmm. It was the appropriate size and it looked great on her. And I liked Carly's blazer in the courtroom. Oh, nice. I didn't notice it. Sort of a cream color, three quarter sleeves, but it also was a thin enough material that it, it wasn't, I don't know if you guys wore blazers or not, but they don't just fall like shirts. There's It's a thick material that's hard, but hers moved like a shirt, but looked like a blazer. I really liked it. Yeah. Excellent. Musings? Yes. Let's do it. I want to start with Jordan. Okay. Because, well, two things. I'll start first with Laura, who is lightheaded. I'm looking at the list. I know, but Laura's lightheaded, right? Oh, yes. So that's like a throwaway. I don't know. They don't go back to it. She says she was giving blood, but you never know. This is how things start. But she immediately goes into Jordan's office and she's like, hey, I'm going to terrible war country to find my son and somebody needs to be deputy mayor and oh you're it and you can't so you say have to no quit your job yeah and jordan tries to say no and evident you know laura's just hard to resist and so she ends up saying yes so now jordan is deputy mayor of port charles well and then she has to apply right does she I thought she gets assigned because basically taggart comes in in the next scene and she offers taggart her job as police commissioner so now Jordan's deputy mayor, Taggart is police commissioner. I love this. I mean, I'm all for all of this because the shakeup is good. Yes. Um, and we'll get to see Taggart. And we'll get to see Taggart more, which is awesome. And then Portia comes in and has a conversation. Or has that happened before? I can't remember. I don't know. But I think it Portia's was before, conversation but... with Jordan is more like, hey, I'm mad at you. But Jordan kind of says, look, I don't know if you're mad at me or you're mad at yourself, but... It, things are over with me and Curtis and you can believe me or not, but you know, this is really on you to decide what you want to do. So that was the, all of those scenes were amazing. Loved them all. Molly and TJ scene with Dr. Navarro was bizarre to me because she's heartbroken that she can't harvest her own eggs, likely can't harvest her own eggs. And then she immediately goes to let's just put off having children. I don't want to have this conversation anymore. Yeah. Which I immediately said, I think this is the end of Molly and TJ. This is how they break them up. Because, okay, because, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent. A couple of years ago, you could not have told me that they would break up Carly and Sonny. There was no way. They had gone through too much. Everything was hunky-dory. They were going to be together forever. And then, boom, he has amnesia and now loves Nina. I so. could, like Such a flip. And so this one, I was like, ooh, I can see this coming. What if they separate? Molly has sex with somebody else and gets pregnant by them. Oh, such a classic soap opera story. Right? I love it. Wow. Well, or, yeah, mm, there's so many ways. Or TJ knocks somebody else up. Yeah. Or he knocks Molly up and doesn't know it and then they separate and then she gets with somebody else and thinks it's that person. Somebody's getting knocked up. I love it. Okay. We're in. I do think that uh, Ava and Austin are at a 
tipping point. They got a little bit of their chemistry back this week, which I really enjoyed with the kind of the banter came back to more of a, um, I don't know, I could follow it a little bit better. Uh, But technically they're in a bind because they both know that Laura should not be going to Chechnya. And are they going to be able to stop her? That's a good, I don't know what they're going to do there. And then they come out with this, well, they decide to, because Ava can't get infiltrate because of Pilar the nanny, they're going to get rid of the nanny. Pilar's out. I was like, poor Pilar. I don't even know this woman. Yeah, but she's worked for them for years. Years. Well, some some terrible nefariousness is going down and Pilar will be the victim. And I'm not happy about it, but I'm very excited. Let's do it. The Curtis and Trina conversation, um, I think it went as well as it could have. Um, she basically was like, no, you need to tell me. You need to tell me. <laughs> she's like, maybe I get this genetically that I don't like secrets. I loved it. It was like two equals having a conversation. And I liked that. If they're going to really forge that relationship with Curtis and They need Trina, to both be adults, not yeah. like him be her dad. Yeah, I think that was good. I like the fact that she said, of all of my parents, Taggart is the one I can rely on. Yep. I thought that was a great line. So many good lines in that whole conversation, but and then basically... There's a... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, basically, she's like, you need to solve this, Curtis. And I'm not letting you, like, just back out. Like, go in there and figure it out, dude. And then there's a deception meeting with Sasha. Well, it starts with Sasha, Gladys, Maxie, and Lucy. Mm-hmm. And then, So cute. I don't know. Gladys starts talking smack about Cody. And then they're like, you got to go. Or she said she had to go because she wasn't interested in the business thing or whatever. She's going to go have a drink by the pool. And Kathy's like, why is she there? And then because Cody was brought up, then Maxie and Lucy are like, they, they make Sasha go get something. Oh, an espresso. She's like, I need an espresso. She's like, you just had a coffee. The waitress was just here. She's like, I need it. <laughs> I can't go on without caffeine. And uses the conversation to talk about Cody and Sasha behind Sasha's back. And Sasha hears the end of the conversation and basically says, I'm just not ready. First of all, Lucy looked really cute. We didn't talk about her wardrobe, but that white shirt that she was wearing and just, she looked really cute. And that was a fun conversation with her and Maxie basically kind of saying, what is up with Sasha and Cody? And could there be romance there? Which Maxie pretty much says, I think there is romance there. And Sasha knocks it down, like, no way, not possible. And then has a whole, like, conversation with her picture of Brando, which to me rang incredibly true. I I don't think Brando's been dead that long. She lost her son. She went through a lot. She's she's healing. She doesn't necessarily need romance at this point. I get it. It's been about a year, though, right? And I think she is more craving good friends and trying to see if she can make good friends and continue to widen that circle of trust that she has, which unfortunately Gladys is at the center of. And we all know that that's not like she can't trust Gladys, even though she thinks she can. So that whole thing, like, and then of course at the very end of the Sasha thing, Dr. Montague shows up and he's like, 
you're fine and gives her all this wonderful speak and she feels golden when he leaves. And then he talks to Gladys. And so do we think either his financial helps but comes by saying Sasha's not fit. Yes. Or he wants something else from Gladys. I mean, maybe, but I think fundamentally it comes down to he doesn't want his cover blown. And so he's going to help Gladys if if she'll... Gross. Yeah, I think that's it. But essentially after... After Maxi leaves, it's really just Lucy and Sasha, which is also another great conversation. Mm-hmm. And then Martin shows up with Daisy's so freaking cute. It was just a great scene. She goes into and it's like cause they did it really well because Lucy is an oversharer. And she was like, Martin is the the genius behind the deceptor. And she's like, what? You just came into the office. And she's like... Well, as all good stories do, this story starts in bed. Like, (laughs) it goes into too much detail. And Sasha's just smiling. I I mean, basically what she said is that Martin said something like, what if there was something that could halt time or at least slow time? And that was his contribution. And she was like, he hasn't asked for any money. And I was like, I feel like everybody and their mother has made that statement before. How could he get money from you? I know, but, but we, we've already established that the Deceptor is some sort of magical wand. So maybe it's just powered by the power of thought. <laughs> but like, Or Sasha, the weird sex between Lucy and Martin. Which I'm here for. But then uh, Sasha's like, oh, are you two ever going to get married? And they both respond, no. Like that never. will never happen. But when Martin leaves... Lucy's like, oh, man, because Sasha's like, you are the marrying type. And she goes, yeah, I expected Martin to be like, yes. And then he'll have to persuade me. But now I'm going to have to incept him like he did with me in The Deceptor. I'm going to have to make him want to get married. And then we see Martin like getting messages from his exes about money. Wait, wait, before Hmm. the first message. Was that from X number three saying that she was giving him fifty thousand dollars? Wasn't a X month? number three? I I don't know who it was from, but he was saying X number he said something about number two, so it's unclear. Okay, because somebody's giving him fifty thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. from his from one of his marriages. Okay, I, I, I think need it's to from find one out. of his marriages, or it could also be from like Valentine for his monthly payment. I don't oh know. My God. Jeez, I want to be a lawyer. Anyways, keep going because this is where the fun stuff happens. Oh, and then he, he like gets a text from his ex number three and says, the only thing worse than number two in the pool is number three. And then he falls in the pool in the spot where Ned fell. Yeah, he literally like lying by the pool reading his phone and then, he'd fa- and then he just falls in the pool. What is happening? I don't know. So weird. I was like, is he also, is he going to be Eddie Main's guitarist? What is happening? No one stand at that point in the pool. They put a cone there. They'd like, you know, some sort of exorcism needs to happen. It could also be the spot where Spinelli jumped. Who knows? I mean, that would be three people in the pool with their clothes on in two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of pool activity. None of which is appropriate pool activity. That's all I got, Stacey. That's all I have, too. We really appreciate you all for listening. Absolutely. Feel free to rate us 
We got two more ratings. We're very excited. Thank you very much. Um, Send us messages. Send us fashion tips. And we'll talk to you next week. And yes, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.